Hello everyone, you are listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Sudhin. He is a serial entrepreneur and the founder of Crystal Hughes Limited. Hello, Mr. Sudhin. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Anurag. It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today, uh, Mr. Sudhin. So to our audience who are not aware about you, why don't you uh, tell us about your professional journey so far? Uh, well, I'm just a regular uh, next door guy that you find uh, in your neighborhood. So I did my uh, graduation in commerce and um, uh, I, of course, did a small uh, advanced diploma in computers and, of course, pursued my uh, languages uh, interest in uh, French. Now, to find a job that I can use, all these three were extremely uh, difficult in those days mm-hmm. um, and of course uh, I was able to find something that interest uh, I mean that kept me interested because one of these components were used uh, in my professional journey but uh, not all three of them mm-hmm. and uh, subsequently uh, I mean of course I worked in a company called uh, Ranbaxi okay and that's where I realized uh, that there's a lot of scope for Indian companies to expand internationally. And the biggest hurdle that the Indian companies had to expand internationally was the lack of availability of uh, reaching and communicating to these international markets, which were largely language locked. Right. Um, so large populations of the world is, uh, I mean, unlike uh, in we as Indians, we believe that English is uh, the global language, but that's so far from true. Hmm. Uh, English is uh, not at all uh, a language if you need to do business internationally. Of course, to English speaking market, yes, it is. But if it is not an English speaking market that you want to you know, explore, then you need to have your communications, uh, all of that, including your product catalogs, your website, your marketing collaterals, everything has to be in that local language of that country. So true. So that's something that we as Indians are never uh, aware about, or we are very little aware, even if we are. Uh, and that was one of my biggest uh, discovery when I worked in Runbacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I said, okay, let me start my journey and specifically focusing on this area. So that's how I started my journey, uh, helping companies set up or explore international markets. And actually, to to be honest, it's not just international market. Even in India, which is, again, uh, a very language-locked population, you know, you go from one region to the other region, it's, again, a language uh, locked uh, population. So true. Uh, so if you have to really uh, talk to them, sell them, or interact with them, unless you know the local language, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so even for businesses to do business in India, uh, we were doing, 
I, I, we were actually the most relevant uh, partner for them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And and uh, Mr. Sudeen, uh, when you talk about your journey, uh, so you started Crystal Hughes back in 1989, I suppose, right? Yes. So that's when I established uh, this as a, an organization. Mm-hmm. And then I incorporated that organization as a limited company in 1995. Interesting, interesting. But then, you know, apart from Crystal Hughes, you have been a serial entrepreneur. You have worked and you have developed other businesses as well. And, th- and there's another business, which is a media-based uh, business. So why don't you tell us a bit about that as well? Uh, see, see uh, my passion has always been to create opportunities uh, for people to do mm. something useful, something uh, unique. So um, even within Crystal Hughes, uh, we have always been uh, mostly pioneering a lot of uh, new initiatives. Mm. And uh, that's why we uh, you will see that uh, Crystal Hughes has been able to deliver an end-to-end service, right from creating content in any language to delivering that particular content across any technology, across any media. Uh, for all these, you need to have the, uh, you know, we have to take in people uh, uh, and then train them in-house, yeah. uh, make them proficient in using the technologies and then move up. So a lot of innovation, even in uh, crystal use. Uh, when you ask about how we, uh, what I did subsequently, uh, this passion of creating new opportunities or uh, something new uh, in terms of innovation, uh, I, I actually faced this uh, challenge that most of the uh, school students, uh, they are uh, not really aware about their surroundings, uh, not what's, not at all aware about what's happening around them. Hmm. And... Uh, when you ask them what's happening, um, I mean, generally about their awareness, about uh, local awareness or local uh, happenings, they are they come up as absolutely uh, ignorant. Mm. The main reason is that no media really talks to them. There's no media for school students. So, uh, and their schools, uh, their whole universe is within the school or at home, and that's about it. There's no nothing else beyond the school and then or at home, right. whatever they are exposed to. Mm. And this also goes, uh, this is also true for the whole school community as such. Mm-hmm. So that's when we thought, we, you know, we should have uh, a media that purely talks to school uh, community, which means students, mm-hmm. parents, and then the school uh, faculties and you know, the other partners who work with school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, curating information, curating news, curating um, activities and events that's purely targeted at a school community. Interesting. Um, unless, un- I mean, you of course have uh, larger search engines uh, which give all kinds of information, but they're not really curated. You don't know which one is which, uh, yeah, which one yeah. is ideal, irrelevant for you. So that was one challenge that most of the parents and students had. And of course, you always have this challenge of uh, inappropriate content, yeah. uh, you know, being uh, available to students mm-hmm. of that age. So that was also biggest challenge of, uh, you know, uh, that the school students were facing. Uh, 
I mean, their parents were also facing. So this is what we try to address. And uh, the the uh, another problem was, let's say, for example, if a student wants to explore mm-hmm. uh, anything beyond curriculum, again, there is no. Uh, I mean, where does he go to? Yeah. What, what, uh, which which uh, place he goes to to look at pursue his interest? Let's say, for example, I want to learn origami art. Hmm. I don't know where to go to. Yeah. So what we also did was we wanted to create an ecosystem in which uh, the school students are able to pursue their interest, at least get to know about all the uh, possibilities, explore their interest. Uh, so we created an engagement ecosystem uh, also around uh, this. So our uh, our intention was to create um, uh, a platform which helped them, uh, you know, generate awareness in, in them, and then also uh, help them to uh, to you know pursue their interests mm. in terms of whatever. Um, programs or uh, skill sets they would like to explore um, based on their interest. Interesting, so, yeah. You know, both as a media and an engagement ecosystem. Hmm. No, very interesting, you know, because one business you are helping businesses to talk to the rest of the world and the other business is about, you know, the whole education ecosystem talking to the app and talking to each other. That's very interesting. So, um uh, I mean, I would, I would definitely love to explore more of uh, Fair Gaze uh, and, and you know, uh, talk to you more about that on, on a later episode for sure. Uh, so, Mr. Sudeen, uh, coming back uh, to our main topic of the day, uh, which is about you know how uh, entrepreneurs, how businesses can actually take leverage, take advantage of localization, localizing their content, their services. Uh, in 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 the native uh, language uh, of of a particular region and and like you rightly said you know english is of course if you're targeting an english speaking audience then of course english works but again we all know that english is not the largest uh, spoken language in the world it comes after french and spanish so uh, so uh, uh, mr sudin my question to you is uh, how can entrepreneurs how can uh, businesses take uh, take real advantage of uh, localization so uh, well you you actually caught uh, the most important word in this whole uh, journey of mine the lo- word called localization mm. now um, uh, when 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 i started the business there was this word didn't exist actually um, so the whole idea here was whenever you want to communicate or uh, uh, a message to us an audience which doesn't speak your language, you need to localize it uh, in the language of the person you're talking, trying to talk to. Yeah. And uh, when the word specifically localization uh, has come to nowadays mean uh, use of technology to you know help or facilitate this uh, this uh, communication in a different language. So uh, localization is nothing but a combination of language expertise and technology expertise hmm. um, so that you are able to talk in any, uh, in any language and across any medium of communication. It can be your uh, website, it can be through your brochures, it can be through your app. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in every, in every medium that you 
supply and communicate to the the technology changes for example uh, when you are printing a brochure the technology is different when you are uh, creating an app or communicating through an app that technology is different uh, when you are uh, you know trying to communicate through a website that technology is again different mm. which is again very different from any uh, electronic media or tv or movies so all these te- te- uh, technologies are different and you need to have the language capability uh, or delivering these language uh, across all these technologies mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's what uh, we specialize in okay now if you look at uh, a business a business typically at least uh, would have their brochure and uh, their website this is something that you would normally find in in practically every business now true yeah and so and so you need to have your brochure let's say for example um, a, a company is trying to export or trying to build the market in a french speaking country so you need to have your brochure in french and then of course your website in french um, these are basic requirements and then if the if the company is uh, uh, is has some product that product uh, the packaging the you know the user manual uh, all these things needs to be in again in french um, <clears throat> and if that product is an it product uh, or it's it's a software and that software also needs to be in french language so uh, meaning the user interface has to be in uh, in the local language uh, in this case we are talking about is french so uh, it depends on the business uh, what the business is engaged in and as per the business whatever they are using to talk to the customer that needs to happen in the local language hmm true true that so when it when it comes to let's say you know you gave an example of a company or an it company which is operating in france and they need to localize their content their services their offerings in that particular language now what like you know of course if uh, that particular company has operations let's say in germany and then again they have uh, operations in russia or maybe you know in tokyo japan so again uh, uh, it becomes a huge hassle for uh, these companies to make sure that all of their content their services their oh, brochures oh yes so oh, yes it becomes a huge hassle oh, yes. how 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 do they tackle that how do they tackle this uh, fundamental issue of uh, catering to a global audience so there is always a, a you know um a product launch date or a market launch date that they every company makes that much before they actually launch uh, the product or launch themselves into that market so uh, localization is part and parcel of that in fact it begins even before that uh, typically the, uh, the the concept uh, that we adopt is called internationalization okay so unless your your whole company is uh, internationalized mm-hmm. uh, you know you you uh, localization is actually a secondary stage first the first stage is internationalization mm. so um, unless you are internationalized in your plans in your business plans um, localization would then need to again go back to the stage one of internationalization okay so uh, so when you said you wanted to launch uh across different markets 
so that's part of the uh, you know if your if your company is already internationalized this would be part of your product launch plan hmm. product hmm. launch uh, campaign or even your software or your product itself will already have uh, localization uh, as built in part of the plan to move into a different country so for example when uh, a company like um, you know uh, which has multiple offices or multiple businesses across uh, multiple locations when they now launch a new product it's a simultaneous launch which means that the product is not only launched in their local language let's say for example in in france it will be launched in french language but if it's an international company it would have already built in uh, it would have already not only localized it in german language japanese language across all the market that they are going to launch mm-hmm. and they would launch it at one day right. on the same day yeah so the, what i'm trying to say is uh, the whole product launch starts with the product planning itself at the planning stage itself the localization is taken forward so it's not just local language that they work in they also work with all the international languages at that same time true true <clears throat> and what happens like you know uh, is it is it is it something like you know this uh, localization process is it something which uh, happens periodically uh, is it something which happens regularly or is it like a one time uh, investment or efforts that uh, an organization needs to put in this is largely every time there is a content or there is a product release happens in the local language so if let's say for example if you have a product launch in uh, that you're making it today 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 uh, in february 2021 and you have an upgrade version happening let's say in uh, april 2021 you need to have so it will be a it depends purely on your product on your business so as frequent as your product changes or your business requirement happens your localization would be equally frequent okay all right so any so any is, content that you any content that you create in one particular language then again needs to be localized for yes. all uh, regions and absolutely markets absolutely correct absolutely correct mm. in fact uh, uh, people have gone much ahead that they will create the uh, i mean customer service centers in all the languages and you know so uh, all these things are had to built in so your customer service center is not just Uh, only uh, they cannot uh, just remain with only the local language you have to have you have to have the capability to support the customer uh, support service in all the languages that you operate in right right true that and what are the best practices like if you have to give a few best practices for business owners to make sure that they that they are prepared for this kind of an activity what would those best practices be so um uh, the best way to make sure that uh, your business is uh, you know continues its growth internationally you need to have the capability to be able to localize it in whichever market that uh, you are operating in and that means that uh, you need to have a you know a content management system um which actually is the backbone of any uh, communication that you make mm. so the moment you uh, have a you know any kind of content management system built into your system um built into your organization you are able to uh, 
manage uh, the communications, the content that you're creating in any in your local language, and then you can take uh, you know business decisions whether you want it to be localized in a different language or not, or if you want it in in a different language, which are the those languages that you want to localize it. So these. It, it's easier to manage the content if you have a content management system in place. Okay. And and uh, like for example, if you have a particular site, so how how does the localization really work? Do you need to create different websites for uh, that particular content? Like for example, uh, in my case, let's say I have socially desi, and uh, mm-hmm. so under socially desi dot com, we have two podcasts. Right, one is an English podcast that we are on right now, the socially desi show. Mm-hmm. The other podcast that we have is a Hindi podcast, which is a daily show, and it's called Namaste India. So, uh, like for example, if I have these two podcasts, one is in Hindi uh, and the other content is in English. So, uh, mm-hmm. within the same website, uh, uh, the localization happens on on the uh, like on the on the uh, website level itself, or do I need to create different uh, uh, websites or let's say uh, you know uh, uh, whatever you call it the the front of uh, uh, the, what the user okay. sees. Do you need to create two different uh, architecture for that or just one single architecture works? Yeah. Typically, uh, it, it depends on um, what is your... I mean, these are actually very much uh, intertwined with your business plans. Let's say, for example, uh, in your case. Um, so it's very important to have um, the website itself clearly indicating that it is available in the uh, in in multiple choice of languages so the so it cannot be that one website or that um, in your case the hindi doesn't acknowledge that there is an english module and the english doesn't acknowledge that there is a hindi module to it mm. so you need to in both the modules the the you know the information should be there just in case you know the, the user wants to explore the other's uh, language content uh, that's one side of it but typically what uh, businesses do is they uh, have one single website and then they give a dropbox option uh, for choosing the language or they indicate um, that multiple languages are available by indicating either the uh, the language uh, the you know some flags that mm-hmm. indicate that this is available in english this is available in uh, german language french language so they indicate the flags so that's one way of uh, doing it. But uh, this is again a challenge nowadays that most of the businesses are facing. Uh, typically, if you go to a, a, a country like France, you will have all the website uh, names ending with .fr. Right. You know, and uh, likewise, you know, for, for in India, you have .in. Uh, so it indicates that this is a local website. So and uh, even um, from a business perspective, uh, if you want your uh, website to be, you know, uh, to be listed in the local search engine, uh, let's say to be, uh, let's say if you want to appear in Google dot uh, fr, which is France Google, so you need to have a website and uh, which which says dot fr. True. You know, so that which means again. Uh, you need to have a local domain uh, or a local website. But that's something that you can always, uh, you know, link it with your main website, maybe your main .com website. And then when someone clicks on French, it goes to .fr and then it uh, displays the content. Uh, 
technically there would be not uh, too much of challenges because the technologies have evolved a lot initially of course there were a lot of challenges because many languages wouldn't appear on your uh, on your system unless you download certain fonts and then only Correct. you can actually uh, you know see those text yeah but uh, you know the technologies have evolved and uh, you can actually see most of the languages um, on your screen uh but then uh, for indian languages we still have issues like you know it, it doesn't really appear the way uh it should appear and that's again a challenge even today we have uh indian language fonts not really um uh unless uh, you do something at the back end and, uh, with the technology it, it wouldn't really appear the way it should appear i mean of course it is readable but it's not correct um and that these are all issues of standardization across the world and the indian government is uh, working a lot in trying to uh, you know uh, ensure uh, standardization across uh, indian languages um like for example you cannot have um uh, an indian language email id today right right uh, whereas you can have a french email id you can have a uh you know any any european language email id you can have but indian, indian language uh, email id doesn't work uh so these are all challenges that happens with technologies or, and even today we are having these technologies mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> but typically uh, coming back to your question uh the standard practice or it would be that you know you have your website in in your indian language or let's say english mm-hmm. and then you give them the the user the ability to click on a button and then it changes to the other language that the user wants to change to now this is all good enough if uh, the you know the languages are left to right yeah but if the language is right to left let's say for example urdu or arabic mm-hmm. then you have uh, then you need to really cre- recreate the website in totality correct yeah you know because uh, the image needs to be repositioned uh, the content needs to be repositioned so there's a lot of work True. that goes back in the moment uh, uh, you know if you're talking about a language that's right to left to then a lot of changes needs to happen <laughs> for sure for sure no i'm i'm definitely uh, you know uh, 100% agree with what you are saying that when it comes to Uh, making sure that uh, your content is localized your content is optimized for that particular region for that particular audience it's really important to look at the kind of domains that you're uh, having the kind of uh, you know uh, like for example this left to right issues with uh, a few languages you need to make take them in consideration as well so all these enhances the user experience all of this enhances your brand perception towards that uh, particular user so that makes a lot of sense uh, thank you mr sudheen uh, i guess those uh, tips and tricks would have helped a lot of our listeners today on the socially desi show there are a lot of business owners entrepreneurs that keep listening to the socially desi show and i'm sure uh, they would really love to connect with you as well so guys if you would like to connect with mr sudheen or his uh, business crystal hughes definitely check out crystalhughes.com and if you want to uh, you know ask any further questions uh, to mr sudheen please reach out to us on uh, socially desi@gmail.com 
com or you can go to sociallydesi.com/podcast to check out all the details about Mr. Sudeen and his businesses. We would be putting down the links in the show notes below as well. And uh, with that, Mr. Sudeen, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure to host you today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Anurag. It was wonderful uh, to be talking to you, and uh, I'll be glad to help uh, anytime anybody reaches out to me. Thank you very much. If you like the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends, and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship, and health and fitness. We would love to have Mr. Sudeen with us on the show again in the future to discuss more about the world of computers, websites, and localization. So, if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between. <laughs>